it's just back to overcoming that fear. There are so many times we are out there, I'm sure with Instagram, social media in the mix, there's a lot of things that you will probably doubt yourself on or question or stop from moving forward because you're scared what other people will think around you. But really overcoming that fear and putting yourself out there because at the end of the day, the truth is none of us actually know what we're doing. <laughs> we're just doing it. So go out there and make it happen. And you might surprise yourself. Everybody wanna get the bag, but y'all really know what it's gonna take. Trying to figure out how to start now. Blue gels, gotta show you the way. Cause we're top finest and amortizing in anything it takes to get real estate. We've been grinding all day, finding ways to get paid. Better hop on this wave, cause we're dropping blue gems. JB dropping blue gems. AG dropping blue gems. New podcast, baby, tune in. We in this thing dropping blue gems. Welcome to another episode of Blue Gems Podcast. Let's go. We have a special guest here, Tatiana Taylor Tate. Oh my gosh, what a pleasure. Let's just dive into it. Tell us a little bit about you, how you got into real estate, how you got into short term rentals, and what you're up to today. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to be here. A little bit about me is, again, my name is Tatiana Taylor-Tate. I am an award-winning interior designer and short-term rental coach from Vancouver, Canada. And with that, I've been now in the industry for just over eight years. I can honestly tell you, did I ever think if you asked me five years ago that I would be where I am today, I would think you were absolutely crazy. <laughs> I did not expect, you know, the journey that I've been through to really kind of come out to what it is. And throughout that, I'm sure even in your own rentals, you've probably experienced those long nights <laughs> and tons of hours put in. Definitely every project I put in, I always say there's blood, sweat and tears. So when I initially got started and how I kind of found myself into short term rentals and real estate is I actually fell into it. So I'm pretty lucky for that aspect. Before that, I actually started, I was at a nine to five that I was stuck at. I absolutely hated. I was doing 60 hours a week working for someone that honestly probably didn't even know half the time that I was there, let alone, you know, like all this work's being done for them and I'm putting my whole heart into it. With that, I was going through kind of a hard time. October 31st, 2015, I actually lost my mom in a tragic car accident. Mm, so sorry to hear that. Yeah. And shortly after that, my dog died. So it was like this spiral of like what I thought was rock bottom. Yeah. And of course, going through all those changes, I was like, you know, this can't be my life. Something has to give. And I really, for who I am as a person and what I strive to be, there's so much more than this. There has to be so much more than this. As I'm like struggling with grief over my mom, my dog, I literally later on that month get called into the office at work and get laid off. Wow. At that point, you kind of like hit, you are so far rock bottom. It's like humorous because you're like, there's, there's nothing left 
of this. Yeah, you're like numb at that point, right? Exactly. And so I was going through a lot of changes. And really, at that point of where I was like, I have to go and find myself, there has to be something more than this, that whole eat, pray, love moment, I guess. And I booked a ticket to Europe. And during that time, I didn't want to lose my basement suite that I was living in. During that time, I took a couple of photos of my home as furnished as it was and put it up on the listing. To my surprise, it booked instantly. <laughs> it actually, I ended up actually making money the, the six weeks I was away while I went and found myself and explored, you know, all of Europe. Throughout that time when I was there, I really kind of like, hey, there's something here. You know, I loved doing this. I loved being a hospitable host and checking in on my guests and making sure that they were enjoying their stay, making sure that they knew the best areas to go to from my location. So I kept kind of like toying with the idea more while I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. During that time, I stayed at a lot of hostels. And I loved the aspect that you could be in this shared space and really connect with people around you. So when I came back, I was like, how can I really toy with that and bring it together? As that was going on, I was actually extremely lucky and grateful because I was connected with a local developer that was interested in hiring me for interior design services. During that time, I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. Let's see what happens. It worked out wonderfully. And I ended up becoming that developer, became my mentor for about five years. I learned everything I pretty much know today and then some under his wing. At the end of the five years, I was actually VP of the company. Good for you. But really, it was from the ground up that, of course, during the time I took certifications for design, but I really learned most of everything that I know now in the field itself. We were doing full renovations, new builds, and then I would do all the interior design and furnishing. And he had a property management company that was doing Airbnb and short-term rentals. So what I ended up doing was pitching developers that had their houses, the properties that they purchased, were empty. So I pitched a developer on this seven-bedroom home. This house was an absolute nightmare. It was horrendous. I rented it from him, and our deal was, you know, as soon as your permits come through, we'll pack up and we'll be out. I got the rent at a fraction of the cost, which was amazing. But for that one, I invested all my money on my credit card for this seven bedroom house. And I was like, oh goodness. At the time I was not very risk averse. So I was like, I really hope this is going to work out or this is going to financially ruin me or something. <laughs> and we did Facebook marketplace finds. We did Ikea. We did whatever we could to make it look good. And with that, I used the hostel concept and I actually ran the house as a hostel, renting out each room privately wow. on Airbnb. And that seven bedroom house, I think in under five months, did over $60,000 and which, yeah, which allowed me 
to put down um, a down payment on a condo and flip a condo. Look at you. Um, Amazing. Let's go. Yeah. From there, it kind of grew. And I've helped over just in Vancouver alone, over 30 families get into short-term rentals and really kind of design their properties so it fit for guests. And then from there, I was like, I just got to do this online. And it, it really grew. It grew so much. The community of people that are in short-term rentals in the real estate industry, they everyone just is so wonderful and wants to connect. And it's really built. It's a family now, I'd like to say. I mean, I, we agree. I think we could just end, end the uh, episode. That, that was... Yeah, that's it. We're, we're, we're it. done, guys. Blue Gems, we're out. That was... Tatiana crushed it. I what mean, an intro. Yeah, what Amazing. an intro. That is a beautiful story. Good for you. So much adversity at the beginning, but you really did represent, come through it and turn something into what you are today. Wow. Wow. What a story. Let's talk about some of the things like after you went to Europe and you were inspired, what are some tactical things that you really like had to put your head down and learn to like get to the success that you're having right now? I think knowing it depends what market you're in, of course, and knowing who your client is. So originally, I went to university for marketing and business. And I think if you are in this industry, you have to realize you are in the hospitality business. You basically want to run your property like it is the Ritz Carlton is what the goal for me and all my clients I always recommend to. But with that, it's knowing who your guest is. So when I was doing the seven bedroom house, I knew that my guests were either coming in because they were transitioning from moving somewhere to here, or they were basically younger people that just needed to come in and out to really just they wanted to see Vancouver, experience it, but they wanted to do it at a cost-friendly budget. So with that, the things that I knew that were important in that space were more my having a good night's rest. So the quality of the mattresses in the property, ensuring that there was an, the ability to connect with other individuals in the space. Because a lot of the time, if people are doing private room rentals and they're just coming there by themselves, so they want to meet people, they want to connect, they really want to know what to do when they come to your city. So I really focused heavily on that and how I was going to be able to not only market that to my guests, but make sure at the end of the day, even though my house wasn't, you know, the this luxury property that offered them everything that they needed, that it was something that actually felt like home at the end of the day. Love that. What are you doing today? How's your business look? Obviously, you're solo now. You've left uh, your mentor and you're kind of rocking by yourself. What are you up to now? Oh, wow. So one of the things that I would say, especially like there's tons of people that I guess I used to be a planner and I would like try to plan and organize and be like, this is what I'm going to do in X amount of years. That never worked out whatsoever for me. To be honest, most of like how I plan things now or how my day to day works is very at the seat of my pants. I kind of let whatever opportunity presents itself come my way. So a lot of the time right now, most of my days are either broken up between I have interior design projects, as well as I have 
properties that we manage short-term rentals for. I have my own properties that I also have. And then I have the coaching side. With the coaching side, I try to put that to one day a week just to make sure that everything can kind of flow and I can give my full attention to that. As my business continues to grow, my team continues to grow. With that, I will always have interior design, but I am heavily focused in growing the short-term rental side even more. I know I mentioned to you, JB, before uh, that an exciting news coming up is for the first time ever, which is also very scary, Natalie Palmer and I will be doing an all-women short-term rental conference in February in Scottsdale, Arizona. So that is very scary, but very exciting at the same time. So fingers crossed, everything runs smoothly for that. And then previously this year, I actually became a co-author in the Hospitable Host best-selling Amazon book. So I really, and none of these things I planned for, they all kind of just presented themselves. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Sure, let's be a part of it. Really just let the universe or, you know, whatever anyone kind of really trusts in take me to whatever direction that's going to end up to be. It served me so far. So I'm just going to keep rolling with it. I love it. What a resume. So you're doing so many things. How big is your team? Are you are you heavily involved in the operation side or have you been able to kind of automate things? Still learning every day on some things. All of the stuff when it's the property management side and the short-term rental side is pretty much automated or my team's taking over it. I have a couple of VAs as well as I have amazing cleaners and handymen and runners in all of those areas that we do. So we manage properties not only in Vancouver, the Okanagan, as well as Whistler, Dallas, Texas, Atlanta, you name it, and soon to be also Mexico in Tulum. Aiden's favorite. Wow, Tulum, my favorite spot. We have to talk a little bit about that. I'm curious, how are you structuring that deal? How are you financing? How did you even come up with the opportunity? Last year in January, I actually went to Tulum for a month. Uh, We stayed in La Valletta, which is our favorite area. And while we were there, we started looking at properties. I ran the data. I ran the numbers. It made sense. More so to me, how it makes sense is we wouldn't have a mortgage, so we would be paying it out cash. We're still looking we are stuck between a one bedroom or a two bedroom apartment. So I actually go back in January again for another month to finalize that. So that's what we are the most excited about and really kind of seeing what we're getting. Most of the time down there, you want to purchase through a developer and get everything notarized that way versus going any other way because it can get shady um, depending on what it is. You always want to make sure that the developer actually owns the land that you are investing in. But the reason, again, that we think it's a good idea for us, at least a good move for us, is because it is paid out. We own it outright. So any of the profit and returns on that property are basically straight back to us. And then we also have a vacation property on top of it. Yeah, that second part is huge. I mean, Tulum is beautiful. Let's talk about your interior design expertise. For some of the newbies that are listening, how important is it to have interior designer tackle a short-term rental property? Like, are you seeing an increase in occupancy or an average daily rate? Elaborate on that a little bit. 
More than ever right now, if anyone has been keeping themselves up to date with Airbnb, Verbo, any of the online platforms, you will know that how you differentiate yourself is the most important. A lot of these platforms are pushing heavy on design now and unique experiences. So if anything, this is the time to actually put weight on that. I've been saying it for years that you want to really enhance the guest experience, you want to brand your properties, and you want to ensure that your design is unique. There are so many properties out there. I bet you could show me at least five on Airbnb right now. And I could tell you half the time if it's like an Ikea special or if (laughs) exactly where each piece of furniture is from because you know we've seen it. It's the same property over and over. And that used to work. The whole Burnham and Turnham strategy and like get as many leases and scale used to work. It still does for some people, but really, if you want to stand out and you want to get the most for your ROI, design and branding and the guest experience is really what you want to focus on. To give an idea, I have one of my favorite properties, which is my own, the Peach in Penticton. It is property in the interior. So it's high season is summer and then low season, it kind of dies down for winter other than snowboarding and anything like that because it's not far from the nearest mountain. But with that property, it's everything is branded. It's the called the peach. From the moment you step foot at the front door, I have a custom doormat that says welcome to the peach. You walk into the property, all the photos in the property are either branded around that aspect or around Penticton itself because it's known for peaches. It has a giant peach right at the lake, all these different things. And so all of those photos are throughout the property. The guests will walk up to the kitchen island that has a custom welcome basket that has handwritten thank you card that that either my cleaners have written out or sometimes if I started out, I will go through some Netflix episodes and write out the same message over and over and then just give them a snack so they can just add the guest name when they check in. It'll have some custom treats. One of the things that I actually do is my grandfather keeps bees in Penticton. So we do little jars of honey and our peach branding is on top of that honey as well and given to each guest. So it's small little touches like that, that really kind of wow the space. One of the bedrooms has a neon sign that says life's a peach (laughs) above it. So really, whatever you can do to stand out, you don't need to go overkill or anything like that. A lot of people now are doing murals and everything like that, which is amazing. But if it's not in your budget, you can still brand the property. You can still have a unique design without having to go the extra mile. We are thrilled to announce Blue Gems Management. After building out 24 short-term rental properties of our own, we're now helping other investors buy their time back. With over 300 five-star reviews, we really understand the importance of guest experience. If you're interested in making short-term rentals passive, click the link in the show notes below and someone from our team will contact you soon. Now back to the show. Speaking of budget, do you have a rule of thumb that you're using to determine, you know, how much you're allocating to each property? So my budget is a lot higher now probably than most people's. But again, that's kind of the direction that everyone is headed in. 
you want to make sure that you are buying quality products. What I like to say my level is mid to high end. These are pieces like CB2, West Elm that you can find in the property. And then I have some wholesale furnishing companies that I work with as well. For the most part on my property, so that was a three bedroom. I furnished that property for 25000 That was a good amount. Like I said, it's West Elm, Struck Tube, a lot of higher end pieces. However, that's usually what I would tell people now. If you're going to have a two bedroom, I would budget anywhere from 15 to 20,000 on a two bedroom. And then, but there's also people that don't necessarily have that budget. And I've seen some of my students budget properties and still make them unique for a one bedroom for like 3,500, 5,000. So it really depends how resourceful you are. That is one thing. And then just making sure that you're spending money on the pieces that matter, which come back to the bed, the statement pieces in the home, anything that's really going to stand out. So your larger pieces like the sectional, the sleeper sofa, if that's what you're doing, the dining table, you name it. Yeah, we had uh, Jeff Alulian, host GPO CEO, and he, he said basically the same thing where the ROI on the furniture is what's important. So you might not have a, you know, an extreme budget, but as long as you're spending in the areas that matters, you know, that's really what what's important. Yeah. And like you can get so creative, like even to this day, I don't spend crazy amounts on art. What I actually most of the time will do is I'll go to Home Goods and get a nice frame. And then I go online to Unsplash, which is a free stock image website, type in either the area uh, that my property's in or something that goes with the theme. And then I just get that photo printed and it looks like I have custom art in the property. So that's a good like little trick for people that are new in the industry. (laughs) Yeah, and really want to get started, but still have a high-end look. Gallery walls are huge right now. Everyone loves that. But just whatever you do select, even if it is a themed property, for example, just remember that your goal at the end of the day is timeless. So if you do themed, if you just do uh, whatever your style is, if it's boheme, modern, coastal, you name it, just keep timeless always at the back of your head and less is more because there's a lot of people that go overkill in it. Again, you want it to be the things that people are really going to be surprised about when they walk into the space. You wouldn't believe how many times I have guests walk into our properties and my clients' properties and we see the messages come through. And the first thing they say is this place is absolutely beautiful. And that reminds us every day why we do this. I'm sure there's the frustrating side that hosts get from guests or anything like that. But I love to remind people why they got started and why hosting is a part of their life now. Not only is it of course, a profitable industry to be in. But just the feeling that you get from enhancing someone's vacation, or they could have had a bad day. And then the moment that they walk into your property, that could change everything, either in a good way or a bad way. So why not try to give them the best possible experience that you can? So if someone is actually on a budget, let's say they either close on a three bedroom, two bath home, they used a vacation home loan or a second home loan to qualify, but they've kind of emptied all of their savings and they are on a budget to design. What are some tips or places that they can shop to kind of still accomplish a nice feel and experience through a smaller budget? 
Yeah, of course. So home goods is always going to be your best friend when it comes to like small decor pieces, as well as like I mentioned, art frames, nightstands, things like that. I can tell you right now, even myself, I'm furnishing a property in Whistler for a client at the moment. And the price increase of dressers at the moment that aren't Ikea is insane. Insane. Like you cannot get a dresser that's good quality for under $1,500, which is outrageous. Thanks inflation. So that's one thing. So home goods, there are great products, certain products on Amazon, of course. So if you want to do things like linens and you don't have a relationship with a hospitality wholesaler or anything like that, So a good linen company that is very affordable and has good reviews is Utopia on Amazon. Those are very affordable for what they are. Do they last years? I wouldn't say they last years. It depends how many washes and how you're taking care of those washes. But when I first started in the seven bedroom house, I used Utopia and I was getting messages left, right and center of how soft these sheets were. So that's a good one. If you're on a budget for that, of course, televisions like Amazon or Target, you can get a good size television, like a 55 inch for like $250 sometimes. That's always a steal. And then your mattresses, that's really up to you. I know there's still some people that will purchase through Facebook Marketplace. If you are going to do that, test it out. Take a look at it first before you invest into that. But other than that, there's great companies like Good Morning is one of my favorites. They have the Douglas mattress and the Juno. One of the reasons I love those products is because they are the bed in the box. So you don't have to try to plan picking up a mattress or anything like that. It'll just show up at the door and they're at a great price point as well. So those are some of the things that I would suggest looking at. And then Again, when it comes to like accent chairs, anything like that, there's companies like StruckTube and then just really being resourceful and how you're looking for things. If you are going to home goods, make sure you hit up three in the area. Don't just go to one because every not one has the same kind of items, right? So that's really how you can really get on it for the deals. And then Ikea for all of your basic kitchen cups, dishes, you name it from there is great to use as well. Wow. So much free value. I can only imagine what the paid course gets you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I might need to take one myself. JB is always roasting me because I know nothing about design. So this is completely like I'm even taking notes on the side here. So to that point, can we talk about the importance of someone who's unfamiliar with design and taking your course and learning from you? Yeah. So my course touches basically on every aspect from getting started and like building an LLC and what is Airbnb all the way to having to scale that property. So how I've kind of structured it, it starts out of like, what's Airbnb? How to build your LLC and go from there. What kind of style are you doing? So like, are you doing arbitrage? Are you doing co-hosting? Or are you owning the property? And really teaches you how to structure that in and do your research, know your numbers. If you are doing arbitrage, we have a whole module that covers how to pitch landlords and get things going that way. And I provide all of the contracts, the agreements, everything from there. And then we get into design, which is the fun part. And I always tell my students as they go through this, because everyone at the beginning so panicked about finding a property or getting the yes. 
And I'm like, it's like a roller coaster. You're going to be nervous about that at first and you're going to overcome that. And then you're like, okay, I have the keys. And then it's like, oh no, (laughs) now I have to think about designing this property and actually spending my money. (laughs) So we get into this new thing again, but furnishing the property is the most exciting part because you really get to see the fruits of your labor come to fruition. And with that, you wouldn't believe how many times, even now, even still, I'll finish designing a property and you'll see me as soon as it's done. I'll keep like coming back into the room just to admire what I've done. (laughs) Just because I'm like, oh, this is this is beautiful. People are going to love it. I just don't want to leave at that point because I'm like, this is this is all my hard work. And that's one of the things that I love for my students to experience as they go through that. And then we go to setting up your listings. We go through each platform, teaching you about the other platforms as well as direct booking. And then we get into the business side, which is branding, marketing. I provide them like Instagram templates so they can market and brand their properties. We do business planning and really how to break down each quarter because it's so much more than just like, let's throw up this listing. It's a business. And a lot of the time, people that are getting into this industry are leaving a nine to five. So they don't necessarily know how to make that transition to a business owner. I want to be able to provide everyone the tools to the best of my ability. Of course, I'm learning more and more every day so they can be successful because their success is my success. And that's how I kind of measure it up. A lot of our listeners are going to be just starting out. You know, what is your advice for someone just looking to get into the Airbnb game? Have a mentor or educate yourself as much as possible. There's a lot of free information out there. Be careful on the information that you're actually retaining. You want to make sure that no matter what you do, that you are doing it the legal way. That is probably one of the most important things because no one wants to invest their savings and then be having to get evicted or anything like that because they didn't do their research ahead of time. So either, you know, listening to your guys' podcast to get as much value as possible or following someone who's in the industry, who's done it and is on the same kind of like path or has already done exactly what you are hoping to achieve. That's always a good way to really see and see. Find a mentor that actually matches your personality, your goals, your vision, because that's really going to be someone that you vibe with. Same thing with their values and everything from that. Other than that, I would say just do it. Half the time people are just scared to jump, you know, both feet in. And if you don't get started now and you wait a year or longer, you already know so much in the industry, I'm sure, or you're just getting started you will learn along the way. Mistakes and all, everyone does make mistakes in this industry, but just getting started is really going to make the difference. Don't let yourself hold you back from what you want. And if you can go back in time to 2015, what is one thing you do differently? Probably tell myself that it's going to work out. I am a huge overthinker. You know, I take on a lot of stress. I love to work and... I think I would just like tell myself to relax. It's going to be okay. It's going to work out. And maybe I'd make some changes on decisions that I did for properties. But other than that, I don't think I would really change much because (laughs) every single mistake that I made or everything 
that I had to go through brought me to where I am today. And like I said, I have no complaints of what the universe is providing for now. (laughs) Of that. So if you could leave one last blue gem with the audience, and it could be about anything, it could be about life in general, it could be about travel, it could be about design, real estate, short-term rentals, anything you want to leave, one last blue gem. Wow. Oh, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think it's just back to overcoming, you know, that fear. And there are so many times like we are out there and I'm sure with Instagram, social media in the mix, like there's a lot of things that you will probably doubt yourself on or question or stop from moving forward because you're scared what other people will think around you, but really overcoming that fear and putting yourself out there. Because at the end of the day, the truth is none of us actually know what we're doing. (laughs) we're, We're just doing it. So go out there and make it happen. And you might surprise yourself. Love that. And where can people find you? On Instagram at Tatiana TT um, or at www.thanksforbooking.com. Awesome. Tatiana, what a pleasure. Great, great episode. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure to be here. And I'm excited to hear it once it's all done. If you're interested in scaling your short term rental portfolio and networking with like minded individuals, We host a short-term rental meetup once a month in downtown Orlando. Click our link below in the show notes to register. See you at the next one. JB dropping blue gems. AG dropping blue gems. New podcast, baby, tune in. We in this thing dropping blue gems.